Tony fight We had some neighbors and their name was Mamaki. They were Japanese. My parents would pick them up to bring them to church. The whole family became Christians. And they learned English after a while. Sort of. But I learned to be a missionary as a boy. Just with our neighbors. So I'm always grateful to be here. Because God loves all the people of the world. And we're just glad that you're here. Okay, this morning, well, one more thing. I want you to ask, I want to ask prayer for my wife. She was told last week she had tonsillitis. And these would have to be removed. The doctor said it's going to be very painful. When you're a child, it isn't too bad. So I'd appreciate your prayers for her. She actually asked me to ask you. Okay, so this morning, I want to talk about one specific word which is surrounded by some other words. It's found in verse 16 of 2 Timothy 3. <laughs> It's the word, and we'll see it in a moment, reproof. It teaches us about the ways of God in our everyday life. It explains how God works with us. God has ways that he works with us. He made known these ways to Moses. All he told the people was his actions. But, but Moses understood how the actions connected. God's ways are past finding out. They're unsearchable. But we can learn a little bit about it today. So here's where we find our word. Let's go to Exodus 
All scripture referring to the Old Testament. Is inspired by God. And profitable for teaching. That's one word. And here's our word for reproof. Then for correction, for training in righteousness. This is an order. These words are in a special order. One, two, three, four. We'll look at this in detail. Then, when you follow the ways of God, you become adequate and equipped for every good work. So God is training all of us to be his servants. So let's start at the end of the verse. So that the man of God may be adequate. Now I want to look at the word equipped. This is the goal to be equipped. This word refers to the mending of a bone. If you have a broken bone, the rest of your body hurts has to be fixed so that the rest of your body can work. Okay, when I was a boy, I broke this arm. I fell out of a moving car. I hit the pavement. Broke this arm. I was about 10 years old. I didn't know it was broken. It hurt a lot. My coach, my football coach, he used to say, just shake it off. So I shook it off. Then it was really broke. It was all twisted. And it hurt like crazy. So I went to the feed trough where the cattle were. I turned on the cold water. Put my arm under the cold water. That didn't work. Hurt worse. So I went to the house. Showed my mother. She goes, oh no. 
So she took me in the car. From Anderson to Reading. They called the doctor ahead of time. It was a, it was a Saturday morning. He sat me up on one of those tables. Put my arm between two sandbags. He said, yes, it's broken. Then all of a sudden he went on my arm. Now it really hurt. This is the same word for equipped. You have to fix the arm. But after he pounded on it, it was still crooked. He said it's not finished. I said, go ahead, hit it again. <clears throat> so they had to put me out. They used ether. It's gas. So I laid down on the table. They made me breathe into this mask. Hold my arm in the air so they could tell when it knocked me out. He said, Whistle, Mary had a little lamb. I could feel it pounding on my arm. Didn't hurt. So then when I woke up, I had a cast on my arm. And for six weeks I had the cast. When they took it off, my arm was all better. Had to work on it a little bit. Physical therapy. So now I'm equipped again. They mended the bone. So God has in your life some broken places. To fix it may hurt. But we have to fix it. So God sends a teaching, then a reproof, helps us correct our life, and then we have righteousness. And we train in this righteousness. The whole process, one, two, three, four, is to help us become approved. 
so that we can teach. And love one another from a pure heart. So God wants to work with us. And the word approved is another word for equipped. The word approved is the word dokimas. 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 On the bottom of this, there is a word called UL listed. That stands for United Laboratories tested it and approve of it. It's safe to buy it. They, they tested it. Years ago, I built a wood stove. It was a beautiful wood stove. The best stove I've ever had. But it was homemade. It was nice and round. You could put wood in it. It had an ashtray in the bottom. You could pull it out and dump it real easy. But when I sold my house, they couldn't get a loan. Because it didn't have United Laboratories on it anywhere. It wasn't tested. It wasn't approved. So God is going to test us. He has his own laboratory. It's called life. The Jewish people would make pots. When they finished making the pot, they put it in a fire. Then they took it out. They filled it up with water. And if it didn't leak, they would write this word approved on the bottom. It means it was tested. But sometimes when you fire a pot, because of impurities in the clay, it'll get a small crack and it will leak. So you can't sell it. All that work. And you, and you can't sell it. 
So the man making the pots would take some wax, rub it in the crack, then he'd put dokumas on the bottom. He would sell it like it had no crack. It was called a crack pot. It was insincere. When the, when the sun shines on it, it melts the wax. So God wants us to not have cracks. He's going to work the impurities out of our life. And he's going to make us approved. So we have these four words. The most important one is the word reproof. After you have some teaching, you learn something about the Bible, you want to go out and do it. So you want to obey the word. But when you try to obey it, things go wrong. You wonder why. The reason is you have a reproof like a broken arm. Now you have to go back to the teaching. Think about it. What did I misunderstand? And then you go and correct. What maybe you misunderstood. Once you correct it, then you can do training in righteousness. These four words, this pattern, is all through the Bible. God will make a promise. And then it looks like he didn't keep it. When it looks like he didn't keep it, that's like reproof. That's to teach you to trust him. When it doesn't look like it. How can I trust a God who makes a promise and doesn't keep it? Give him time. He's working on you. He's putting your arm in a cast. He's helping you to heal. And then when you heal, you're ready to work. This is very important. Sometimes we get in a hurry. God has a time. Now let me illustrate. 
Teaching first. Teaching is like a principle from the scriptures. We're told in Acts 2.42 they continued steadfastly in the disciples or the apostles teaching. So teaching is first. We must learn the word. I'm going to skip this illustration. But here's a good illustration. This is a promise from God. God said, It is not good that man should be alone. I will make him a helper suitable for him. Now that was a promise. Did God keep the promise? He did, but he was slow. It takes a long time to make a good wife. So, what happened to Adam? Adam What happened was they took him out to name the animals of the field. Every bird of the sky. He brought them to the man. To see what he would call them. And whatever he called a living creature, that was its name. It was a big job. The man gave names to all the cattle. To the birds of the sky. To every beast of the field. But for Adam, there was not found a helper suitable for him. Those two verses are the reproof. It looks like the promise isn't working. But God is preparing Adam's heart. When God speaks, He caused a deep sleep to fall upon Adam. That's reproof. It's like he's dead. And he slept. Then he took one of his ribs, closed up the flesh at that place. The Lord God fashioned into a woman the rib which he had taken from the man and brought her to the man. So God kept his promise. There just was a little side trip. Naming all the animals and the birds so that Adam, when he saw her, he would recognize her. The man said, 
Now this is music here. Nó sẽ biến hắn con rung nữa nhỉ? The first poetry in the Bible. Thì nhất chế thì rung như này kinh sâu à. And men have been writing poetry to women ever since. Yum hoi tai om chang ton tai phia rung duan se ton thai chan ai cha hoi. Because they love them. Vui chu nua oi phia nhu rung nhu rung na kinh ham yao nhu nhu. And they're beautiful. Rung na kinh duoi nhu. And Adam admitted that. Adam lang chu co kinh hang no nhu a. So the Bible is teaching us not to give up when God has us doing something else when he actually promised this. So instead of being discouraged when you have reproof you need to turn to it. I'll illustrate this later again. When you turn to the reproof, God sends His Spirit into your life in a special way. In order to make the teaching more clear. He will make his words known to you. You remember in your life when you had a trial and you were reading your Bible. Suddenly some verses became very clear. That's because you turned to the reproof. And you said to God, I want to thank you for this trial. And then his spirit was able to pour out on you. And to open up the comfort of his word. Am I going too fast? You're getting it. So when you have trials, God still loves you. And he's working with you. It may hurt. But it's the best thing. Okay, I'll tell a story at the end to explain it. Correction. That's the third word. When you first learn something from the Bible, almost always you don't understand it all. That's why we have to correct some of our thinking. We have to learn to think like Jesus. We have to look at his word. Jesus said when somebody hates you, you're to love them. Are you sure, Jesus? Yes. Love your enemies. I once had somebody who mistreated me terribly. 
But this mother said to me, You're like my own son. And she loved me from that time forward. We became best friends. So God's ways work. I just needed some correction. Let me tell one more story. I used to have a driveway. Went pretty close to a neighbor's house. They didn't like the traffic. I had lots of company. So they decided to put bumps in the road. Speed bumps. They were terrible. I told them, take them out. He said no. Well, I let it go. But he did take him out. We weren't best friends, were we? He didn't like me. But I was trying to win him over as a neighbor. The Bible says love your enemies. But it also says love your neighbor. So I was reading in the Old Testament. I was reading where fruit comes off a tree. And for the first five years, you're not supposed to eat it. You give it to whoever wants it. So once a week, I would buy fruit in the town I lived in. I would stop at my neighbors. I would take half of the fruit and I would give it to him. He didn't know what to think of me. He was a great big man. 
Pretty soon they invited me into their kitchen. They knew I was a preacher. They told me they didn't believe. I said, has anybody ever shown you in the Bible who Jesus is? They said no. This was after two years of bringing fruit to their house. Two years. They had a Bible. I don't think it ever been opened. I said, could you give me a Bible? They said, yes. Handed me the Bible. This great big man sat down at the table. His wife stayed back a little ways. I opened it, John 3.16. I explained the gospel. And this great big man looked at me and said, how come I've never heard this before? So, see, I turned to my reproof. God not only used it for me, but he helped, he helped my neighbor. This neighbor had a care home. He had 10 ladies in this care home. This is the house I was driving by. He had taken care of them for 20 and 30 years. Some of them were older. The money he made was a couple hundred thousand dollars. It was a good business. He had a very nice house. And a very nice car. But he was getting older. One day, up on the hill, where I live, I was cutting firewood for my family. My saw was making a lot of noise. This was five years later. I still brought fruit. We talked about Jesus. I became his friend. I looked up the hill. And right behind me was this great big man. It was the man I brought fruit to. I wasn't sure what he was going to do to me. He had tears running down his face. So I knew something was happening. He said, my wife and I are getting old. We want you to have our business. You're the only person we know who will love these girls like we do. It took time, didn't it? But God's ways work. 
I couldn't take this business. I was a pastor. The money was good though. But I suggested to him that his daughter and son-in-law would like to take the business. He said it would never happen. They worked for the forest service. They had a good job. Only three years till retirement. I said, ask him anyway. So he did. And they quit their job. They came home to take care of those children. Mr. Lovett died six months later. See, God has ways that he works. We have to be patient. He loves us. And he wants to love the world through us. That's our four words. So how do I... Go ahead. Okay. So how do I turn to reproof? You give thanks for your trials. You know God is doing something good. It was good for Adam to have a wife. It just took some time. He had to be put to sleep. He had to trust God. That's really the main question. Can we trust God? The rest of your people need to know Jesus. And they're watching us. So we have to learn the ways of God. We have to learn to trust Him. When things don't look right. Years ago, my wife was diagnosed with multiple sclerosis. It's a nervous disease. She couldn't walk. She couldn't think. She was in tears. 
She became depressed. What could I do? All I could do was love her. Protect her. We spent a lot of money on doctors. It helped a little. This was 20 years ago. Well, what do we do? We continued to pray and thank God for this trial. We learned to cope with the disease. She got a little better. But three years ago, a person in the audience of my church, they said, I don't think you have MS. I think you have Lyme disease. It's a disease you get from a small tick that bites you. So we took a test for Lyme disease. Not only did she have it, but so did I. We both had the same disease. She had it worse than I did. But we were both pretty sick. I weighed 140 pounds. You think I'm thin now? I was really thin. The doctor said I was going to die. But we found a cure. It was just medicine. We took the medicine for two years. My wife is like a new person. But the important thing was what God taught us. He taught, he taught us to trust him. To be patient. So God teaches his Bible through the trials of life. And the world watches. And they learn about God through our lives. This is God's way. We can trust Him. Let me give one more story. And I'll close. You know how important children are to us. When Gracie and I married, we wanted to have children. We thought we would. Everybody has children. But then we found out we couldn't have children. We spent money on doctors. They told my wife she would never have children. And they told me I would never have children. I had a boyhood disease. 
ยินอมเลยปาอีอีนอมเจียงโหอีสตัดดิดไบเบิลออนฮาวทูแฮฮาวทูแฮฮาวทูแฮฮาวทูแฮฮาวทูแฮฮาวทูแฮฮาวทู
ยอมนินจกนินตอนยาอันว่าหัวอีตอเยอะเบงตู่ไรเอ่อยิ้มปาตอนยาอันน่ะสิฮะนอร์ทแวลลีย์เบงนอร์ทแวลลีย์เบง